Part four of Extracts from a Diary kept by the Reverend R. Burroughs during Heke's War in the North in eighteen forty five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Saturday, May the fourth. We hear today that the troops are being landed at Onifero Bay on the west side of the harbour between Waitangi and the inner entrance to the Kerikeri River. Our usual prayer meeting this evening about thirty present, gave a short address suitable to the occasion. Sunday, May the 5th. Very early a party of about thirty natives came into the settlement, returning to Fangaroa. They told me they were the few who had remained behind when the Rewarewa returned with his party a week or ten days ago, that they had no quarrel with the governor and had no intention to fight the soldiers. I asked them to wait for the morning service, but their excuse was that they were anxious to get clear of the district before the troops came in. We held our usual services. Our native teacher was unable to hold a service at Maui, as Heke's people were working at their pa. It has been raining, more or less, a good part of the day. Monday, May the 6th. We heard this morning that in consequence of the rain, and the troops having no shelter on Onifaro Beach, they took to their boats again yesterday, pulled up at the Kerikeri River, and have landed at the mission station. Our natives here were all alarm and excitement, lest the troops should come this way. We have no information further than that they are at Kerikeri, and have occupied every available building, including the little chapel. Tuesday, May the 7th. To our infinite relief, we discovered this morning that the troops, marines and volunteers were being marched across the hills opposite to our settlement, direct to Waka's Pa. There are reported to be 300 soldiers, about 100 marines and sailors, and 40 volunteers, besides Tamati Waka and his men. We could see very distinctly through our glasses the marching on of the force until they entered the bush. I ordered my horse and rode out to Heke, my main object in going was to ascertain whether he had any terms to propose, or any message to send, either to the officer in command, or to Waka. He was very quiet and civil. He said he should wait an attack from the soldiers. He should not meet them halfway, but leave them to fire the first shot. A superstitious idea prevails among many of the natives that there is bad luck in firing the first shot, or being the first to commence actual fighting and I have known parties go out armed with the intention of attacking each other to return without doing anything, simply from this idea. As soon as Heke's men heard that the troops were actually on the way, they began to work with double vigour. Before I left, I obtained a promise from Heke that if any messenger, either English or native, came from the commanding officer to him, he would allow him to return. He objected to my passing on that afternoon towards Okaihau, but asked me to come out again early in the morning, and said that in the meantime he would think over what I had been saying to him. May the 8th. Arrived at Heke's Pa early, according to promise. On my way, about a quarter of a mile from the Pa, I came upon Kawiti with about 150 men, all armed, and closely packed under a small rise where they were sheltered from any shots coming from the opposite side. 
a small breastwork had been thrown up by them farther up towards the brow of the hill marupo a chief of tayamai objected to my proceeding towards the camp but when i told him heke had requested me to see him he allowed me to pass on i found the whole of the men under arms some of the few women who were there were hard at work carrying flax and in other ways assisting to strengthen their situation i asked heke if he had any message for me to take to the colonel he replied i presume nothing short of a surrender would satisfy him and i am not prepared for that no let him come and attack us the work that had been done since yesterday in the way of strengthening their position was almost incredible they must have been working all night a second line of palisading had been put up on two sides of the par with a high breastwork thrown up inside the inner fence and a deep ditch cut between that and the middle fence the outer line of perpendicular posts closely fixed and varying from five to ten inches in diameter had been thickly coated with green flax the whole had been carefully loopholed whilst i was talking with heke a party from wakas pa came to within a mile or so of the place and danced the war dance shortly afterward the position was reconnoitred by the commanding officer who then returned i once more asked heke if he had any terms to propose or any message to send to the officer in command of the troops to which he replied no i have nothing more to say i then left him and joined ruhe and other neutral natives who were waiting the next movement of the troops i had to pass through kawiti's party on my way back who were still in the same position scouts had been sent out round the edge of the lake to watch the movements of the soldiers no attack however was made to-day heke's people employed their time in strengthening their position returned to the waimate at dusk ruhe asked me to go out again early in the morning to be ready if wanted to be the bearer of any proposition heke might be disposed to make to the officer in command of the forces may the ninth left home at daybreak on arriving on the other side of Bukenui, i could see that the troops were moving towards heke's pa a considerable number of neutral natives had stationed themselves on the west side of the hill from whence they had a good bird's-eye view of the whole plain as far as okaihau including kawiti's party lying in ambush the attack was made upon the rebels by the discharge of several rockets seeing i could be of no further use below i joined ruhe's party who had stationed themselves near the top of the hill after the discharge of a few rockets some of which fell rather wide of the par firing was commenced by the troops from the position they had taken up which was returned by the enemy kawiti with about one hundred men had taken up the same position he occupied yesterday that is on the opposite side of the par to where the soldiers were placed in the meantime a detachment of soldiers had been led round the edge of the maue lake under the guidance of a native named john hobbs and had taken up a commanding position not far from where kawiti was lying in ambush being ignorant at the time of his presence their guide leaving them for a few minutes returned and pointed out the whereabouts of the enemy lying in the scrub on the other side of the hill an advance was at once made and guided by the same brave fellow the officer in command led his men to the brow of the hill under the shelter of which kawiti had placed his men and opened fire upon them 
the rebels fearlessly met the attack, and a fierce encounter took place. They, however, soon gave way and became broken and scattered. In returning from driving Kawiti and his men back, the soldiers were met by some eighty or one hundred natives who had rushed from the Pa, led by a chief of the name of Haratua. The scattered party, seeing that they were being reinforced from the Pa, returned to the charge, and a close, almost hand-to-hand -hand conflict took place. The soldiers were at the same time being harassed by a constant fire from one of the angles of the Pa. The detachment, being thus closely pressed, retreated by the same way they came, exposed more or less to the fire of the enemy on their return, and leaving a number of their dead on the field. The rebels who had issued from the Pa now returned again, and firing was kept up by the troops till towards sunset, met by a return from those within the stockade. The officer in command then withdrew his men to Wacker's camp, taking two of his killed and all his wounded with him. Night was coming on, and heavy rain set in, so that it became impossible to look up any dead or dying which might be left behind. A neutral native volunteered to go as far as Kawiti's camp, but was turned back. Seeing that nothing more could be done tonight, I returned home. Friday, May the 10th. Up before daylight. I called for volunteers to go with me to look up the dead and dying, if any. Two only responded. It was still raining heavily, and before I reached Kowiti's camp, I was drenched to the skin. I here learned that Kowiti had been shot in the ear, one of his sons and several of his relatives killed, besides others of his tribe, and a number wounded. I was met by a messenger with a request from Heke that I would come to the Pa. On my arrival he said he wished me to undertake the burying of the dead soldiers whose bodies had been left on the field. Shortly afterward, a native of influence among Waka's people arrived from the colonel's camp carrying a white flag, the object of which was, as far as the colonel was concerned, to have his dead decently buried. Finding this to be the officer's wish, I called for volunteers from among Heke's people to join me and my two natives in collecting the bodies of the soldiers which were scattered over a considerable space. After some time, during which it was pouring with rain, some half-dozen came forward, and in the course of two or three hours we had succeeded in bringing together eleven bodies to the edge of the entrenchment on the side of the hill which had been commenced by Kowiti's party when they first took up their position in that locality. In this ditch, somewhat deepened, the eleven bodies were laid, and in the presence of some thirty of Heke's people, I read in the Maori language so much of our burial service as was considered suitable to the occasion. We afterwards found two more bodies, lying near each other, some third of a mile distant and close to the lake. These we buried on the spot where we found them. After burying all we could find, I went into the Pa and saw Heke, also the native chief from Waka's camp, who had come early in the morning with a flag of truce. I requested him to inform the colonel we had buried all the bodies of the soldiers we could find, thirteen in number. The number of natives killed I could not ascertain, but I suppose some twenty or thirty. Heke now told me the chief who had come with the flag of truce was urging them to leave their pa to prevent further bloodshed, 
as the officer in command of the troops was only waiting for the rain to cease to make another attack i wished much to visit some of the wounded who had been taken to the settlement near but i was drenched to the skin and thoroughly worn out i therefore went home a little before night saturday may the eleventh left the waimate at daylight when i arrived at te ahu ahu i found kawiti's people on the move passing on towards mawe i met one party after another laden with their goods and chattels such as pots calabashes etc among the last of the body was kawiti himself accompanied by two or three wounded on litters the body of his son and several other dead had been removed the night before i was on horseback and as i approached kawiti i turned off the path to give him room to pass his head was bound up he had a tomahawk in his right hand as i came abreast of him he called out to me to stop which i did but i fear not with a good grace he stepped aside towards me still holding the tomahawk in his right hand and i confess to a feeling of nervousness as he drew near but to my great relief he passed the weapon out of his right hand into his left and held out the former to shake hands he simply said to me go and gather together the bodies of your countrymen the soldiers which are lying about and tell hecke we are leaving on arriving at the pa i found hecke with his whole force preparing to desert the pa but not in a body some of the younger and more daring ones were intending to await the approach of the soldiers then fire a few shots and follow after their comrades shortly after this some natives who had gone out towards wacker's pa to watch as they expected the approach of the troops returned and reported that the colonel was on his way back to the kerikeri with all his men leaving wacker only at okaihau in the course of an hour afterward they were seen to emerge from the bush and march out over the open space towards the kerikeri taking their wounded with them i returned as quickly as i could to the waimate to reassure our natives who were in great fright lest the troops when they found heke and kawiti had deserted the pa would march through that way and take up their abode in our settlement the main body of heke's party passed over to ohaiwai and its neighbouring settlements while others made their way to their own villages before i returned home our miller an european had gone off in a fright to the kerikeri believing or rather fancying that heke with his whole force was on his way to our settlement to burn and destroy to prevent the place being occupied by the troops to his surprise when he arrived there he found the colonel and his force were before him he told most exaggerated stories of what heke was doing in plundering and destroying that a large increase had been made to his force and that he was on his way with some five hundred to a thousand men to burn and destroy the buildings at the kerikeri the colonel thought it prudent therefore to remove all his wounded on board the transport ships anchored at the mouth of the kerikeri river sunday may the twelfth our settlement is full as many of the neutral natives who were living in their own settlement took fright yesterday when they heard correctly that heke had deserted his pa but incorrectly that he was being pursued by the soldiers large congregations at both services our usual meeting for prayer this evening 
monday may the thirteenth all being tolerably quiet this morning i decided after our school to go to Paihia by way of the kerikeri called upon colonel hume who was on board the north star to try and correct the false statements made by our miller as to hecke's movements the troops had been passed on to the bay the colonel thanked me for the information i gave him and also for having seen to the burial of the dead he had left on the field at Maui. the north star with colonel hume and some of the wounded men on board sailed for auckland to-day most exaggerated statements had reached the bay as to the killed and the wounded and the cruelty of hecke's people to the prisoners who were said to have fallen into their hands gave archdeacon williams as correct a statement as i could of what had occurred at Maui. tuesday may the fourteenth returned from the bay to-day found some natives in the settlement who had been in hecke's pa told them the mission station was tapu for neutral natives only they left us in the course of the day ascertained that hecke with a few of his followers was at maunga kawakawa learned also that kawiti had rested a night at paheke with his dead and had burned down the houses of that place on his departure the houses were the property of the reverend r taylor our missionary at Fanganui. our people all eager for news as to what is to be the next move of the government etc wednesday may the fifteenth saw hecke to-day at maunga kawakawa he was very reticent as to his movements but very inquisitive about the troops when i told him the soldiers were at koraleka and the north star had gone to auckland with the colonel in her he inquired if she had gone for more soldiers a question i was glad i was not able to answer rode from maunga kawakawa to ohaiwai saw penetawi who appeared to be busy with his men gathering together materials as if preparing to build another pa but he made no remark on the subject some of waka's people have moved out of maui and have partially dismantled heke's new pa which was erected in the open and are using some of the material in strengthening two old stockades nearer the big hill Pukenui, one on the edge of the lake and the other at te ahuhahu friday may the sixteenth rode down to paihia this morning found that a detachment of soldiers under the command of major budge had gone up in boats to the head of the waikare river to destroy a small pa belonging to that place as some of the natives had joined hecke in the destruction of kororareka and partaken of the spoil they had due warning of the approach of the troops and as a matter of course had cleared out all they possibly could some forty men were in the par as the soldiers landed but soon made off into the bush the detachment returned this evening after partially destroying the par and breaking up several canoes they found little to bring away with them in the way of plunder a skirmish took place a little way from the par between some loyal natives who were with the soldiers and the waikare natives one of the former was killed and two or three wounded the casualties of the rebels could not be ascertained saturday may the seventeenth returned from paihia this morning found some of hecke's people in the settlement relatives of neutral natives who were living on the station they as well as my own people were anxious for news i had no other to give them 
than that of the movements of the soldiers and loyal natives as written above learned from heke's natives who are here that there had been a disagreement between heke and kawiti as to where they should erect a second pa the former wishing to have it at ohaiwai the latter at terua peka peka a rather strong hold about seven miles from kawakawa sunday may the eighteenth a large native congregation this morning but few this afternoon owing to heavy rain a native from ohaiwai to get medicine for heke who is reported to be sick a request from him to go and see him tomorrow monday may the nineteenth the heavy rains to-day prevented my leaving home tuesday may the twentieth rode first to ohaiwai saw heke who has a bad cold sore throat etc tried to draw him into serious conversation in reference to the war and its sad effects upon our missionary work as usual he tried to justify himself and throw the blame on the government at the close of our conversation he asked on what terms do you think the governor would make peace i replied i cannot tell but you had better write and ask him one condition he said must be that he does not erect another flagstaff i smiled and asked and what compensation have you to make for the cutting down of the last and for all the plunder and bloodshed which followed what he said have we not paid enough in the loss we have had in men houses food canoes etc this led to a lengthened argument in which heke was told as he had been many times before that he commenced the mischief which had resulted in the war and its consequence as usual he laboured to justify himself in the evening archdeacon williams arrived from Paihia. wednesday may the twenty first after relating to the archdeacon the substance of my interview with heke yesterday he suggested that we should ride out to ohaiwei and see him found him away he returned in about an hour the conversation soon turned upon terms of peace the archdeacon suggested certain propositions he might make such as a letter of humiliation etc at which he laughed after a lengthened conversation heke closed the talk by saying he would think over a correro talk and perhaps write to the governor to-morrow he and kawiti are reconciled and the pa is already commenced at this place ohewai found kawiti busy marking out the lines and otherwise helping on the work whilst waiting for the return of heke i had a good opportunity for observing the locality they have selected as a site for their new pa it is on a piece of rising ground sloping rather suddenly towards the south a small ravine to the westward a gradual decline eastward and a very easy rise from the northward it does not require the practised eye of a military engineer to see that they are making one fatal mistake in placing the stockade within long rifle range of a conical hill situated to the west and bordering on a small forest the lines of the new pa show that it is to be a much larger one than the last thursday may the twenty second some of the neutral natives who are living near came to us this morning complaining that waka's people had been taking food and other things from their plantations the archdeacon wrote a note to waka about it which i was the bearer of to him 
He is still at Okaihau, but talks of removing nearer the Waimate. I again expressed a hope that our station would remain Tapu. Waka shrewdly replied, Have you not natives who shared in the plunder at Correra going in and out among you? I was able to answer that to the best of my knowledge, none of them remained there more than a short time to see their friends. Waka, on reading Archdeacon William's letter, sent to make inquiry as to the plundering which had been reported to have taken place. The only satisfactory answer we could get was that it was not easy for them to discern between the property of those who were neutral and those who had joined Hecke. It is very probable, however, that they have not gone so much trouble to ascertain which is which, but have taken what has first come to hand. The archdeacon told me that some of the soldiers, with a party of Waka's people, had been burning the native settlements at Kaipatiki, a place some two miles inland from Paihia, and destroying other scattered places known to belong to individual natives, who had had more or less to do in sacking and burning Corradeca. End of part four.